The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Welcome to the Let Him Cook Podcast. I'm Dylan Kuhn with my co-host Nigel Dyson. Uh, straight off the season opener, a big win and ready to chop up some ball, talk some hoop. Uh, happy to be here, Nigel. Uh, just give me your broad thoughts on on that that season opener. I can't imagine a better way to start the season. Yeah, I mean, I think too, with just the to open up the year. I could, I think we couldn't have a more Iowa State win. I think, you know, with Green Bay being one of the 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 lower teams in tiers of Division One basketball this year. Uh, obviously they're under a new coach, but nonetheless, you know, just one of those lower competitive games. I think the fact that we only scored 85 points, but you still win by 40. I mean, it's still, it, it was a great uh, testament to what this, this team's brand of basketball is going to be. And I, again, just like last year, it's going to be typical uh, grit and grind defense. I just think we're going to be able to shoot a bit better this year, obviously uh, given the performances. And yeah, something just a uh, fair warning on the great win. Uh, Green Bay, new coach, projected to finish last in the Horizon League, which is not um, not not a power conference, not known for their uh, basketball um, teams, but a, a great win nonetheless. And the thing I worry about always is can a team get up for a game like this? It's easy to get up for Kansas. It's easy to get up for Texas. Um, can you come in and just take care of business in a, in a team like green Bay where the fear is like, do you play down to their level level? Mm-hmm. And I think getting off, I think it was 16 to three at the 16 minute mark in the first half. And at that point it was like, okay, I don't think I'll have to worry at all about the outcome of this game. Um, I do want to shout out green Bay's head coach, Sundance Wicks. What a uh, name. Great name, great fashion on the sideline. Looked like Dr. Jack Ramsey, a uh, uh, Portland Trailblazers coach. Uh, the plaid suit. I mean, that guy was ready for his his first game. So shout out to him. His team, not so much. Uh, maybe they'll find their footing later on. But a, a great win by Iowa State. And I want to start with the, I don't know if I'd call it a surprise. I was surprised with the starting lineup. Um, I, I just didn't expect... Momchilovich to start looked great, uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't expect Ward to start. Are are you feeling the same way? Did you expect those guys to start? No, uh, Ward, yes. I wasn't surprised by Ward, uh, but Milan, no. I, I, I was really just shocked that he was starting, obviously. But then also to see the game yet, I'm like, oh, we got a stretch this year. Like he's that he's a stretch, you know. Yeah. He I he's the Midwest Dirk Nowitzki. I, yeah. it, it, he proved that yesterday, and I think you know that was the big eye opener. Was just like he, I think you know a lot of people were disappointed with Omaha's, uh, I guess, underwhelming performance. But given the foul trouble, I think they're the they're the yin and yang of the playing excited in your first college basketball. I think Milan kind of had the perfect first game, right. uh, shooting six of seven from three, mm. and then you know Omaha due to foul trouble, uh, you know has to you know not only come off the bench but be limited to minutes and you know i think it's it's too like it shows omaha's angst and want to play for this team i know yesterday he told tj like 
I've been waiting for this moment for a long time and he grew up watching Iowa State. So I could only imagine the kind of pressure he was kind of putting on himself, probably just being young and inexperienced. But I think to just get, seeing that, you know, the freshmen were out there and they were just excited to be in that moment. I think it gave life to these older guys that have kind of already been in that moment uh, in previous years. And Milan looked like the best thing out of Wisconsin since cheese curds. He like hit, I mean, he was making. Hey, what about Tyrese Halliburton? We can't. And they, both man, Tyrese 22. they both were 22. Yeah, uh, they both were 22, man. Hey, it looks, looks nice on shooters. And I mean, he knocked those first couple down. That's a nice shot. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like Tyrese's shot where like, is that going to, is that going to, is that going to work? Which it does. Yeah. It still does. He's got a good looking shot. He sets his feet. He even had some, I mean, off-balance threes that found the bucket. He had a a complete heat check, and if that would have gone in, his one miss from three-point land, I think it would have been an early explosion from the Hilton crowd in the season of just like, what the hell? And then, yeah, the inverse is Omaha. A lot of foul trouble, three fouls in the first half. Um, Just, I don't think he ever got into his rhythm. And also those fouls, it wasn't like he was making bad plays. I think, you know, those, those... Almost every single one in the first half was a 50-50 call. I'd rather see plays like that not get called for fouls. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, if it was up to me, very few fouls would be called in the game of basketball. But, I, you know, he'll find his footing. He looked good on defense. He had good post-ups. That, that was one thing I was kind of curious to see. Is he going to be a perimeter player? Or is he going to be able to go down low and play out of the post? And it looked like he was comfortable down there, had some good post moves, and just didn't finish all of his looks. But um, I, a lot of promise from these two freshmen. And then another guy I want to highlight right off the top, Keyshawn Gilbert is a bucket. I mean, he has that that first step. And I know, again, I'm going to – this is playing Green Bay. We haven't seen these guys play against top-tier athletes yet. But his first step on the perimeter, whew, like, I mean, we haven't had a guy that can move like that out there in a, in a minute and can make his own shot. Um, and then looked aggressive on defense too. That's where mm-hmm. I was kind of concerned is he can be able to lock in on defense, but it looked like he was throughout the game. Yeah, and I think his strength, like his physical stature, is it gives him that advantage. But yeah. that's where in our last episode where I talked about, you know, wanting to compare him to John Moran, I think that quick first step is what, um, you know, puts him at we, – we froze for a second. I was a little yeah, confused. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, like I was saying, the John Moran comparison, that's where I kind of was getting at was that quick right. step and the ability to just get to the rack by any means. I don't know if he has the kind of out-of-control bounce – that you know jaw has maybe we'll see that in a more higher uh adrenaline filled game uh than green bay but he showed great spurts he showed that he's going to kind of fill in that uh jaron holmes role you know being able to score and you know just being an older presence on the floor i think it helps Taman, um who despite being experienced now you know he's still young you know right. so i think it's going to help to you know have someone to feed off of and Taman had a great game as well so i, I w- w- how would you kind of say Taman's performance was today uh yesterday uh, against green bay i mean i think what everyone wanted to see was him not only hit shots but be willing to take shots and he is technically uh leading the country in three-point percentage as of now two for two 100 can't get much better than that um again and like i think he'll be in triple double watch in a lot of games and it'll be i mean he's not going to put up like 25 12 and 12 it's going to be like 12 10 and 11 i mean it's going to be a lot if he does get a triple double i'd expect it to be something like that but still getting offensive boards still running the offense and then yeah i mean he he was when he shot it he wanted to shoot i mean he looked comfortable getting that shot off he looked like that was his first thought was i'm going to shoot this three-point ball 
And that's what we need out of him. If, as soon as he starts to hesitate, I think that's where mentally that can kind of start to hurt your percentage. But looked mm-hmm. really polished last night. Um, and it, it looked like the game, and even towards the end of last year, I think early his freshman year, he got sped up. Mm-hmm. And in high school, he was so good at just a, a master class of controlling the pace. As soon mm-hmm. as Ames High School started to get out of out of touch, he would just slow things down and just pick apart a defense. And I think that is his ceiling. Like I think that he'll be able to do that at the college level, probably as a junior or senior. Maybe in flashes of this year, we'll see him really be able to dictate that offense and just kind of control the pace of a game. And that's that's huge. Um, especially if we are, you know, again, I, there's a big precaution. There's a big preface. I don't know if we shoot over 40% of the team from three point every night. I'm going to guess no, but I mean, if we're this solid on half court offense and we have that good of a point guard, we are going to be a tough team to beat. I mean, this was about as good as a start as I can think to the season. I mean, mom, Chilovich came and looked good. Is there anyone else that you really want you were kind of blown away by as a debut? Um, not really. Yeah. I was I was expecting a bit more out of Ward. Yeah. You know, but nonetheless, uh, you know, everyone else kind of did what they had to do, you know, in, in spurts. Uh Demario Watson had a a good game, I'd say. Just getting his again, it's like I feel like for guys who have played already. That first game, you got to kind of get your win back, despite how how long you've been practicing in the offseason. Just that extra anxiety of the first game is going to add some extra, like just every step feels heavier. You know, every rotation feels like it's a bit harder. And again, when you're playing to a team, you got to kind of play down to a team like Green Bay. I mean, you, you it's it's easy to take plays off, you know. Yeah. So to to do things hard in the right way, and you know. The way I know TJ wants, you know, his program to run, I, I think that's the big mental obstacle, like we talked about, to to get past in this game. But someone I do want to see better out of is Curtis Jones. I know yeah. he, he did a great job shooting the ball when he was in the Bahamas. However, uh, 0 of 5 from 3 against a team like this, I would like to see something, you know, a bit better number-wise, you know, 2 of 9 from the field. But, you know, you just hope that this is uh, – despite it not being you not seeing a, uh, a you know the ball get to the basket especially from the perimeter from him that that confidence stays because the fact that he's putting up five threes I mean he's people are telling him to shoot he wants to shoot so you know it's I yeah I think once he gets going I I don't think between Gilbert Jones Taman I, I, Milan I mean if, if, if Ward can get a three ball we're dangerous yeah. you know so I, I really think uh, this team is going to be promising from the perimeter. And it's so uh, promising is a great word. Um, you know, some of these guys are going to be able to have nights off. It mm-hmm. felt like last year, if we had, you know, if two of our three guys, Jaron Holmes, Kalsher and Grill, if one of those guys had an off game, we really struggled scoring. But we have so many weapons this year. I think we're going to have games that will win and you'll see an off night from Curtis Jones or you'll see an off night from Omaha. But, I, you know, hopefully we have enough scoring where we can kind of have those off games. Different guys can step up in different games. And we're not asking three guys, hey, we need 15 points from you a game or we're probably going to lose. I mean, to yeah. have this many weapons, it's just kind of new ground um, in this Altsburger campaign um, to have this many offensive weapons. 
and what a luxury because right. yeah we didn't see a perfect game last night and the first half was really solid but yeah guys had off nights um big rob energy had a had was really good around the rim that looked promising he looked confident i like um, the arm sleeve yeah yeah He's- he he got some VC this offseason. I, I yeah. like it. I like it. Went to the VC shop, got some new accessories. I, uh, I see he's even tatted now too. So he he definitely spent some spent some time in the VC shop. Uh, spent some time in the gym too. I mean, he looked oh, yeah. good out there. He looked yeah. good, and I, I think that's a big deal. He's going to be a leader, even if he does end up coming off the bench most of these games. I think just the energy he brings, no pun intended, with Big Rob energy, but um that that's huge and if our rotation stays the same and having uh rob jones omaha and curtis jones as the three guys off the bench that's tough man i mean it's not like a kentucky platoon swap from like the 2011 2012 days but that's that's nasty i mean you get you get five really good starters and then you have two guys that have seen it all in college basketball and a five-star all-american off the bench that's that's tough. I mean, that's they're coming in probably at the under 16 when, you know, the other team is starting to kind of run out of breath and you bring those guys on that. That's that that's going to get some play in the Big 12 really deep. Um, and I think, you know, you never anticipate injuries, but even if we do see some, you're going to see bumps and bruises. And I think we have enough guys to kind of back that first line up and we'll be fine. We're deep. I mean, we're deep everywhere. Right. Uh what were your what were your thoughts on um Caden Fish and uh Jackson? I know they came off the bench too. Uh didn't have the most prolific game right. uh, yesterday, but I mean, what do you think the roles can be uh uh going on in the season? Like I said, like if we have a front court injury, which I don't wish on anyone, I don't hope for, but just I know how physical the Big 12 is. I'm expecting a couple guys are going to miss games. Caden Fish I think can really do some stuff. I mean, he was like holding on i think there's a minute left we're up by 40 and he's not letting go of a jump ball like i mean he was down there on the court like a like it was a fumble and he's not letting go i mean he's got some he's got some nastiness to him and i like that um he looks like he's ready to play like some grown man basketball and that's what we're gonna need out of him um pav i like i don't know he he is a little smaller than i thought he was gonna be just stature wise um and again we're gonna be playing against a lot of long athletic big 12 players so i i wonder about him if he'll be able to kind of get to his shot the same way he did at wofford um but i mean he had he had a couple points he he already showed that he can do more than just a three-point shot he had a good contested layup kind of in the middle of the paint towards the end of the game so um again i think they will probably only play either at the end of games when we're doing really well or if injuries happen. But I, I think those guys can play. Um, but again, I, I think their minutes will be, they'll be tough to come by. But I mean, for the future though, Caden Fish, I think could really be a pillar um, in years to come. And I, I think, you know, he's not someone, at least right now, that I think is going to leave early for the NBA. So we could be right. getting four to five years out of Caden Fish. So um yeah, yeah he's definitely going to be like the glue guy right. for like years to come. Yeah, like Despite how old he gets, I think that's still going to be his role of just like his old reliable is just, you know, hustle, yep. uh, knowing knowing the ins and outs of the defense and whatnot. And I think that's going to do wonders for rosters in years to come. And like he was on the same AAU team as Omaha. And mm-hmm. like I don't know him personally, but I would imagine they have some chemistry. It's probably nice for him to – know a guy coming into Iowa State and to, to have some relationships built. Right. Um, and that's good for Omaha, too. I mean, I think it's tough coming in as a freshman. 
a lot of these guys know each other at least a little bit. Most of them are older than you. I think like it's like going to a new school, like you're trying to fit in. Yeah. And kind of have someone that you already, you, you know, and you know what they do on a basketball court. I think that just helps kind of like from a mental aspect of it of like, okay, yeah, like I know what you're about. Like I got it. Uh, one question I wanted to bring up to you. Um, I kind of talked to Nick Olsen about this uh, a few months ago. I know he has a good relationship with Omaha. Did a lot of covering him and just his decision to Iowa State. Then once he committed, he you know continued to cover him throughout the 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 process of you know him just finishing out uh, his time at Waukee. But um, do you think a part of his Omaha's play yesterday of the like we talked about that eagerness of just ticky tack fouls also too this this season the refs made it uh clear that they're going to be calling games tighter i know they're they're making a huge charge call which is going to yeah. probably affect us uh in the negative but my question is uh pertaining to omaha but being do you think him being the first five-star recruit he's obviously been in Ames since june so from august to now I know he probably can't walk to class without people wanting pictures, right. you know, people wanting, especially the fact that the magnifying glasses, you're an Iowa native, meaning in state, everyone knows you. So do you think that, you know, all that attention, all that hype, all that building up to the season being right around the corner kind of played into the mental aspect of that pressure he kind of probably put on himself to put himself in that situation yesterday? Yeah, I think it's almost, I mean, it's hard not to, I like, I can't imagine that pressure. I've never, you know, how, how do you put yourself in someone's shoes where, yeah, you're this 18 year old phenom, the biggest recruit in school history, but I think you have to rely on your staff and your teammates to kind of humble you in a good way. I mean, mm-hmm. I, he is as good as advertised. There's no doubt about it, but to be like, all right, like just play your game. Don't try to, you know, you don't have to be on sports center top 10 every night. Like the NBA is going to be there. Just like, you know, buy in, do what you're good at, and that's what we need you to do. Like, don't right. make the game more complicated than it is. Because he, does, I'm sure he has, yeah, like he's asking autographs. If I was on campus, you know, I'm not asking for a picture, but you know that's Omaha Baloo. Anyone from the state of Iowa, know, I mean, you're 6'8", and you, <laughs> yeah, you were like all over TV last year. So, I mean, everybody knows who he is. He's going to stand out. So, I think it's just, yeah, I mean, know what you are. Like, I mean it's basketball bait. Like, I mean, that's what he is. He loves basketball. He loves who just get in that mindset. Like, I mean, you're, I can't remember what school it was, but some, uh, I think it was maybe Auburn. It was like a post game interview. And he was like, I'm not here to play school education. Yeah. 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 Education, super important, not harping on it. Just go out there and play basketball. It's a game, you know, like, I mean, don't make it any more complicated than it needs to be. Right. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I think, too, just like I think coming to the grips of knowing that pressure is not going anywhere. Right. So like, what are you going to do with it? You I, you got to put it in your back pocket and use it as fire at times, but also know when to like blow the candle out. You know what I mean? And I feel mm-hmm. like um, as he as he progresses through the season, I think he's going to learn how to do that pretty easily. I, and I think, too, you know, coming off the bench, it may calm down the hype. Right. And who knows? Maybe that's a there, maybe there's a huge method to TJ's madness of bringing him off the bench initially because then it's going to be like it's kind of going to bring down expectations from fans naturally. So it's going to kind of take that pressure off of him. So right. I think uh, I think maybe this is some a part of some big plan from the the staff or whatnot. But I think uh, I think it's going to work out in the end for him. Also, I like Momchilovich playing this well. 
that also kind of takes some pressure off of him. And, yeah. you know, I'm still expecting Omaha to be a big playmaker for this team. But to have both those freshmen play really well, I, I mean, I think those two going against each other in practice, I would imagine they're guarding each other throughout mm-hmm. practice, throughout scrimmages. Um, I, I think that will only help both of them increase their games. And I do want to talk about, Nijamna calls this a Jazz Coons call. And I didn't see one last night, but uh, essentially uh, it's a block charge. And if the person trying to take the charge, the defender, so one, he has to be the help defense. So usually a perimeter guard is cutting towards the basket. You have your big man like kind of step over and try to take a charge. So his feet have to be set by the time the offensive player is in the air. So a lot of times you'll see guys kind of set up and then they get, you know, they start to move their body and they'll readjust while the offensive player is in air. So that used to be as long as you were steady when the contact was made, that would be a charge. Mm -hmm. And now you have to be steady when the offensive player leaves the ground. So it it doesn't sound like much of a difference, but that is going to turn a lot of charges into blocks now. And it's going to be, I don't know if they've really harped on that in practice in the off season. Again, it kind of feels like something refs are going to call a lot in November and December. And then once February and March come, we won't see much of it. But that could be, I mean, Jazz Coons, good thing he graduated because that man was a legend at kind of readjusting last second and then taking a charge right on the chest. So it, He'd be it's like, interesting. That's all I got, man. This is yeah. all I got. He was like, I'm out. They're changing that rule. I need to get out of here. He was like, that. Well, and uh, my whole big thing with the charge call, you know, I, I, I get it. it. It's encouraged in college basketball because I think the refs get such a kick out of doing it like yeah. the action is just like, like so that macho right. and it's just like this this is about me yeah you know and and i think i heard jay billis say this and it was a great take he said that he doesn't think like the idea of a charge should change so what they're trying to do right now is like change the idea of what a charge is right he thinks the the actual like sign for the charge should be a downward dog because it's just like it's emasculating and i i think people would be like, well, I don't really want to do this right now. So keep keep, keep calling it, keep playing, (laughs) you know? And I, I think too, like, I, I think that's half the reason. It's just like, it's a show for everyone involved. And I think that's why the call is so popular. And then it honestly can change a game. I know Kansas law, they, they won a game in the 2018 elite. They're playing Duke. Wendell Carr, uh, Carter jr. Came out of the restriction box. Feet were set. And, you know, Mason, adjusted his body back into him right and then that game that that call pretty much changed the momentum for kansas they end up making the final four so it it can save or break a team so i think it, that's going to be a, a, a game changer and uh i just hope it doesn't affect our guy Tamin lipsy because i know he's uh yeah. he's uh real good at uh he's a charge magnet really he's real good so and again like i think this you might see more on ball charges i mean you might see Tamin lipsy like at the three-point line trying to draw a charge because you're probably more likely to get it out there now than you are just outside of the uh outside of the rim right um, i am nervous though like if if they want your feet completely set you're naturally moving when you're sliding and guarding so i feel like that call is already gonna like off the rip from that rule change, it's going to be a block because your feet aren't technically set, which is like, how are my feet supposed to be set if I'm playing defense? Right. And the other thing is you don't know what, what that player, like you said, like Frank Mason changing his body last second as a defender, it's really hard to anticipate what that guard is about to do with the ball. Like, I mean, right. it's hard to guess which way he's going to lean or which way he's going to 
So it's going to be tough. It's tough on the defender as a, the other thing I always go back to, I'm not a huge fan of defenses taking charges. I think if Omaha goes straight up and has his wingspan up there, that's going to, you know, affect a shot more than. Get out of the way. I don't know what you're doing trying to take a charge, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's what, like, I mean, you have all the athletic gifts in the world. Just go up there and block that shot into the third row. And again, to me, that's a more exciting basketball play than taking a charges. So in one hand, I'm kind of happy because I think that can really limit an offense, you know, making exciting plays at the rim. And then two, I think it'll, I mean, make defense better. You won't be able to rely on that weak side defense coming over and trying to take a charge. So you really have to lock in at the perimeter, but that's to be seen again. I think that's a call that will kind of taper off as the season goes on because it will be, it'll be so hard to enforce. It's going to be led to a lot of instant replays and looking back and it's, uh, so hopefully we don't see it much as Iowa state fans, um another thing i want to touch on uh quick is the three-point shooting as a whole how much do you think we can keep that up throughout the season do you think it's realistic to shoot even above 35 percent as a team yeah i think i think too i know something that you know uh talking to a few players in the past i know it's tough to sometimes get into hilton all the time to shoot right and i know the depth perception uh, compared to Hilton in their in Sioux Cup, just completely two different things. Um, so I know that that plays a big part into it. And then I think if you can get a Hilton as much as you can as a player, just to get shots up, I know it's hard to you know balance with volleyball and other sports and other just events going on in in the Coliseum. I think that'll help. Um, I also think too, you know, just having confidence, like with Taman, I think it's just the ability to you you need to want to shoot. Yeah to shoot well because we know you can shoot you just gotta do it you know so i think um if milan continues to have this confidence that people have clearly instilled in him from the jump but i mean he kind of seemed to already have that because i saw in summer highlights i mean he he was he was letting it fly you know from the jump so i mean that's just his game so i think a big thing too is you know for the young guys and the old guys too don't go away from what got you here you know like be you and I think at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're going to be if with that mentality, they're going to be the best versions of themselves with TJ's help. Yeah. And this team, I, I do want to stress, they're having fun. I mean, it's easy to have fun when you're winning by that much, when that many shots are falling. But I think that is, I mean, chemistry at times has really bitten Iowa State like in the ass. I mean, that, that can that can really turn a season upside down. I think North Carolina last year, great team, but they had chemistry issues and that can just hey, be real issues. That's what they had. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it doesn't take much for a team to come off the rails. And as long as you can be bought into each other and be playing as a team, I mean, these guys were clapping all night again. Like I said, Caden fish, like just jumping after loose balls up 40 with a minute left. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I think if you get these guys playing for the right reasons, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. These guys like playing with each other. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, they tried to do this when I was a student too, striping Hilton, like red and yellow bisection, cardinal and gold bisection. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. We never do it well. It's, you need to, what they need to do, we have two, we have, honestly two, Hilton with a blackout would be insane. Yes. It would yes. be insane. I'm just thinking about it. But the colorways we have, you got to just do a colorway and then the out. Everyone right. wears the same color. Yeah. We've done whiteouts well. We've done all cardinal games. And two, I think, th- my opinion, hard to pull off yellow as a grown man. It's just, it's not a great look. Uh, I compliments my skin pretty well, so. Okay, well, a, uh, to, uh, to me, on me, 
<laughs> yellow is not one of my go. I would much rather wear a black sweatshirt than a yellow sweatshirt. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, it, I don't know, man. I, I think you, yeah, I think the, the sections, I mean, if, if that's the case, you need to have a shirt kind of like the NBA does in the playoffs. Right. Like Miami used to do this a bunch when the were there. you have a shirt on the chair so it's like you're almost forcing the people to wear it, and they right. feel kind of implied to wear it. Sometimes they still don't wear it. But, I mean, again, I think what made Miami look so cool was that it was a whiteout. Yeah. You know, the the it, it the, the, that color complements the floor. I think given that we have similar colors to the Miami Heat at times, you know, I think whiteouts are probably our best bet. But yeah. very intrigued to see, you know, if we want to make a statement to any Big 12 team, I'm thinking maybe Kansas or Texas – um because after seeing yesterday kansas state just doesn't strike fear in my heart you know wow. but that's just me um i i think you save a blackout for one of those games because yeah. it's going to be their funeral i think that's the yeah that's the narrative we need to start creating and i think if jamie pollard hears this that's got to be we gotta we gotta get on that yeah all black it's a funeral show up and take care of business i love the kill chant that again that was kind of something that was introduced it's like after what three possessions without a basket they start chanting kill yeah, that's just scary. I mean, that's just terror. Like, it is terrifying. terrifying. Have like a bunch of crazy twenty-year-olds chanting "kill." I mean, that is. It's very children of the corn esque, and yeah. the fact that we're in Ames, it's it's fitting. You're in a coliseum, just getting "kill" chanted at you. That's it's, tough. It's gladiator esque. It's yeah. it's beautiful. It's, but yeah. hey, it's it's college basketball, and I think I think just the overall excitement of just you know, not only is Iowa State basketball back, but just you get to see the brutality of this sport and you know the parody that is that comes with it every day i think there was a lot of upsets yesterday yeah. um from both the men and women's side right. um two of the biggest ones were michigan state losing to james madison and then uh isaiah collier and usc beating kansas state that's which is why i had my my kansas state take earlier um do you think this is an epitome to to does it give you more confidence for a team like iowa state to make a deeper run seeing that these talented teams already from the jump are losing i mean too i think it is you know i'm not harping on Izzo or tang here but just getting your guys ready for that first game it was clear to me from the jump that like we were ready to go out and win that game by 40 points and michigan state especially usc is going to be a good team but james madison i mean if you're not ready to go at home for your season opener that's tough. I mean, you are going to lose a game to a team like James Madison, who will probably do fine in the Sun Belt. I'm not super familiar with that team, but I mean, it, it's easy if you if you're not up for you know your first game, those are easy to lose. And you see by games all the time. Some team, you know, they're like, oh, we got to play Idaho State. You know, it's 20 degrees outside. This sucks. You're going to lose that game. Right. And there's so much talent all around the country now at these small schools um that it's any game any given night you can lose so yeah you gotta you gotta keep your head on a swivel uh michigan state was probably my pick to win the big 10 this year but if i really okay i don't trust purdue zach Eady, i don't know i don't trust them in the tournament i trust them in the big 10 play yeah yeah i mean i think the big 10 post players are down too. chase jackson davis is gone dickinson's at kansas so i I, he'll be fine but if you don't have a great backcourt you're kind of limited and I think that's mm-hmm. where Purdue is. And I thought Michigan state, you know, they have returning guards that are seniors. That's what you expect to win games. And right. they, they didn't look great. And then Kansas state USC, Isaiah Collier, I think is as good as advertised. He's the truth. He's, he's the truth. I mean, he's a, he's a pit bull out there. So 
that, that's a tough game and it's it's where they play in las vegas like it was a it was a weird game to begin with so it's a season opener but it's not you right know what i mean it's okay. like it's like if you have to start your year off for the champions classic and it's right. like I, I those fan bases travel given that they're blue bloods but like it's just not the same as like yeah. you know playing in the, at that home arena. I think that's an advantage that Iowa State has every year is just the ability to, you know, you're going to open up that season in front of Hilton Coliseum. And I right. think that's that going to be really motivating. And I think uh, for a guy like Milan too, he's a Wisconsin kid. I mean, he's playing yeah. Green Bay. He probably played those kids in high school, you know, yeah. and it's it's a personal game for him. And I think uh, his play backed it up. So uh, shout out to Milan. Great game, great outing. And I, I think I think that's only going to continue. Um. Any we, we got a game on Thursday. Any any last thoughts, final thoughts on the season opener? Um I think we gotta just keep doing what we're doing. Uh I don't think we have to be too worried about guys' stats right now. Right. Um, I think just having the depth, the offensive depth that we have this year is gonna help us later on. So I don't I don't want to get too out of out of uh pocket with you know, making early statements and whatnot. I think right. this is a team you gotta ironically let cook. You gotta you gotta you gotta preheat the oven and you know hopefully by January we're we're uh in full swing. So I think you know against Linden I know I think the, the 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 huge the huge thing we that Iowa State needs to do is you know not lay down. I think with an underwhelming uh out of conference schedule, I think you can tend to do that and not come into games with the best energy. So keep that energy level at an all-time high, and we're going to need to rely on guys like Conrad and Cade uh, to be that locker room morale, to pump guys up. Um, I think they're going to be all right, and I think they'll be good going into, going into January. Uh, so this Thursday we got Lindenwood. The Lions lost to Nebraska last night, 84-52. Shout out Fred Horberg. Yeah, uh, they they should be all right. I think Nebraska. Mm-hmm. They got that uh, shooter from Japan. I always. Hoiberg stuns nice too. He's good. Yeah, so I, I think they'll be fine. I would hope we're a little bit better than Nebraska. I'm not expecting a huge fight from Lindenwood. Mm-hmm. What I'm most want to see is how Omaha responds to kind of a disappointing debut. Um, I I really want him to get comfortable out there and to have a game where he feels like he gets his footing under him. And maybe it's not Lindenwood. We have a lot of these non-conference games early on where I feel like he'll have the opportunity to play 20 minutes, score 10 points, seven rebounds, and kind of make his appearance on the scene. Um, that's probably what I'm most looking forward to next. Because um, we got, what, two weeks until we play? Uh, where are we going for Thanksgiving? Do you know? Say it again. Where are we going for Thanksgiving? Do you know? Because I know it's not Maui's next year. I think it's somewhere in Florida. I want to say Orlando. Okay. I'm not not a hundred percent on that. Also, I feel like am I just blind? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong roster. That would explain why. Um, but yeah, so basically not from here until Thanksgiving, um we should it's idaho state it's grambling and then we have vcu so vcu will kind of be our first test depaul looks shaky last night again this hey, conference vcu lost to mcneese last night though so yeah Ooh. Mm-hmm. so all right well hopefully we can pick off the rams in in orlando hey um, hope, i hope hassan takes it personally you know i hope yeah. he, he does his old fellows dirty yeah a little revenge game for ward yeah. i forgot about that <laughs> 
Um, I do want to shout out before we get out of here. We got a bunch of support online after the first episode, and I just want to thank everyone for listening. Nigel, I know I got, I don't know, 30, 40 Twitter followers, and it was it was just cool to see you know people interact with us. If you guys have questions, feel free to add us on Twitter. Um, it, was, it was just a really cool experience to see the support and, and see the excitement for Iowa State basketball, and I think after that season opener, that excitement is just is doubled. Um, so it's going to be a fun season. This is a really good team. Um, this is exactly maybe even exceeded expectations with that first game. I thought we were going to be good on offense, but this, this exceeded at least my expectations for what we were going to be like. Yeah. I mean, if Curtis Jones hits those five threes, we might break a hundred and then yeah. hold the team to 40 points. Right. So, uh, sky's the limit for this team, man. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for college basketball. I do have one hot take. Okay. And because it's a cyclone platform, I feel like I'll be supported by this. Okay. Now, as you know, I cover uh, LSU women's basketball. Took a hard L to uh, Colorado last night. Sure. I did not like the response from the media in Iowa. And I know a lot of you people personally. You guys are great people. But I just could not let this one slide. I mean, because the angle they took was like, LSU lost. Okay, cool. They lost. But they also tried to throw in that Iowa's women's team, which this is no disrespect to Kaylin Clark. She's a great player. Nonetheless, they tried to flex a first win game against FDU. And it's just, we're just not playing the same game here. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I don't know if that's the best take. I, I just I don't know if that's the best angle to hit. Like if you want to talk about Iowa's monster win against fdu have at it go right. crazy right. just give me all the stats give me the box score all but we don't, keep us out of it all right because because you don't you don't i it just sounds like the jealous ex-girlfriend that's mad yeah. that they got molly whopped back in april by 30 points you know and for lsu if this doesn't wake the team up or set a right. fire under a team that talented i don't know what will uh i'm sure kim mulkey had probably threw a heel at somebody in the locker room and, uh, you know, just put her foot down. You know, I, I think uh, they're going to turn around pretty quickly. But I did not like that from the Iowa media. I can already tell what type of season it's going to be. We're being petty from the jump. So let's keep that energy in April. That's all I got to say on the women's side. But nonetheless, that's I just want to get that off my chest. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of that throughout the year. I, I South Carolina and LSU, I think, are going to catch a lot of strays from people in the state of Iowa this year, for better or worse. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> did you see after South Carolina won, they uh, they met up at at uh, half court, took a picture, and South Carolina's point guard, I don't know her name, but she like threw up some gang side, and Don like swatted her paper at her. <laughs> and, uh, it was it went viral. It was hilarious, but it was uh, she Don's doing a great job uh, protecting that brand. So shout out yeah. to her. Yeah, Don Don runs runs a tight ship down oh, yeah. there in South Carolina. She's, she's no no Tom Foolery. I and they looked real good last night. I think South Carolina is going to be again a, a top three. They'll be team. back. So yeah, hey, super excited about the season. Keep us posted. I mean, you kind of have a cool perspective down there. If you see anything in SEC country uh, come basketball season, by all means, right? Uh, man, but Iowa State, great win, mm-hmm. great game. Excited for Thursday, um, and just what what more is to come um this season so again i think sky's the limit i really do this team they're legit man they're a lot of fun oh yeah yeah no i think 
it's only going to get better from here. And I think, too, a game like yesterday, I know Omaha's a, a gym rat. He probably yeah. went to Sue Cup right after the game, got some right. shots up. And I, that's what that's what this team needs. They need a Mario Shayok. Mario Shayok was like – like his thing was he was in the gym every day. Even in his redshirt year, he was in the gym every day. And I think, you know, you want to be able to be a good shooting team, that's, that's the key to success is just work. So – yeah, uh, I'm excited for Thursday and uh, we'll get back to you guys, uh, I guess, after that. Uh, I do want to shout out. We are not in the uh, in the Wild Rose Casino studio, but still shout out to our sponsors. Cody Road. Um, let them cook. Let this team cook. Let us cook. Uh, always a pleasure to chop up ball with you, Nigel. Uh, any any last shots before we put this one to, to bed here? Uh, with the holiday season approaching, I I know you're a, a big Nets fan, so um, I I have a lot of stickers on my water bottle. I have this one of James Harden. He's ironically cooking, there and uh, I have a I have a Brooklyn Nets one for you that I'm gonna mail to you. Uh, okay. So that's gonna be my Christmas gift to you. So hey, go Nets, go Nets, baby. Cam <laughs> Thomas. Oh yeah, ain't shit funny. L- LSU Tiger. Yeah, people forget Hooper. Let's go. All right, let him cook. See you guys.